It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs, online at joeskarting.com. Fast-paced white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. And just like we did with Tuesday's show, we're going to jump right into our local interview. This time, it's with Zane Woodman, driver of the 4Z Sport Modified throughout the area. And uh, Zane, appreciate you reaching out to us, uh, interested in doing an interview. So uh, let's jump right into it and give us your history in, into uh, dirt racing. What got you into it and how long you've been a part of it? Um, <clears throat> I've been racing myself for five years now. This will be my sixth season. Getting into it, uh, it was pretty much my my dad. He helped a couple guys back in at like Red Cloud and Donovan back when those were open. He was on a couple pit crews and then he he wanted to venture into the driving aspect of it and he just never did because his dad is old school. He's a farmer. And if you are a good racer, you're a terrible farmer. If you're a terrible racer, you're a good farmer. So he wanted (laughs) to have, he wanted to have both and he couldn't. So he never did, but yeah, I mean, five years, it doesn't seem like five years, but Holy cow. Yeah. It's gone by fast. That's for sure. So. Um, what all have you raced? Is is this your first venture into a sport mod or have you been running them for a little while? Uh, no, I, I raced micros for the first five years and this is my first season in the sport mod. So full, full size stuff is what I call it. Not the mini micro stuff. So, uh, why the, why the switch other than probably it's a hell of a lot cheaper. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was one of the things is, you know, you're, when you're racing a micro, you're, you're putting big car money into it, but you're racing one, maybe two tracks if you want to travel. And that's maybe once a week is what we were racing. And it was, you're racing for 150 bucks. So mm-hmm. payouts weren't that good. You had to travel a lot if you wanted to go race, you know, more. And uh, me and the wife, we moved to Lincoln and it just, after we moved to Lincoln, it made it so hard for us to justify putting the money we needed into a micro. So we decided this year we wanted to go into the bigger car stuff and we wanted to go sprint car, but money is just wasn't right right now. So maybe that'll be a venture down the road. So we decided sport mod too. So where did you, and I'm sorry if you said it before I, and I, I, I didn't catch it, but where were you racing the micro at? Uh, I was racing at cam raceway, usually just outside of Hastings. Okay. That was the weekly track. Yeah. So we'd uh, venture, we'd venture into Jay Husker every now and again, but it wasn't, wasn't consistently. So you decided to go with the sport mod this year. How are you taken to the bigger, wider car? <laughs> the best analogy that I can give is you feel like you're on a 28 foot pontoon boat (laughs) and you have like a two cylinder, four horsepower mercury on the back. And you're trying to go through the middle of Lake of the Ozarks. It's, (laughs) it's, it's a lot different driving wise. You can, you can kind of take some of the stuff like driving wise into, you know, the sport mods from micros, but it's, it's quite a bit different. I, 
I'm, I'm adjusting to it pretty good. You know, once you have a working car, that's what we've been struggling with. And, but other than that, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a whole different challenge. That's for sure. Yeah. So, and I noticed on Saturday, you're out of Eagle, I, I believe for the first time, um, in, uh, in your sport modified and, uh, uh, finished third in your heat race. So you qualified for the A. Uh, yeah, it was our, it was our second week out, but first week, first week we, we didn't make a showing at all. I didn't have brakes in the car, so <laughs> I wasn't going to push any issues. So, <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, yeah, we, uh, we finished third and I mean, I was, I was very, very happy with that. There's still, you know, just the gremlins keep getting us. We, it was like three laps in and I lost my power steering and so I ran that race without power steering, which was hard, really hard. Yeah. And pulled back into the pits and it, it kind of came back after I pulled off the track and got him, got up to my pit stall and was going to back into my area. And the, the thing just blew with power steering fluid. So we, we blew a box. So mm. yeah, just haven't had the good luck that we've needed. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, people often come on the show and say they'd rather be lucky than good because a lot of times yep. they're where they're at because they're good, but luck just gets the bad luck gets in their way. Oh man, I can't even tell you. <laughs> I wouldn't, Jeez. I wouldn't have luck if I didn't have bad luck. So. <laughs> Jason, are you a super superstitious kind of a guy? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, uh, no chicken on race day. No green yep. in the in the wallet or, or on the car. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I try to stick to that as much as I can. And it was funny because we went, me and the wife and the kid, we went to the farmer's market that morning and we just decided to get lunch and we went to uh, Buffalo wings and rings. And I was like, Oh yeah, some wings sound good. And then I was like, wait, we, we can't do that, Taylor. We can't do that. So <laughs> almost flipped up, but I guess it was for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's, let's talk about the future of the four Z team. Uh, are you planning on sticking with the sport mods for a while? Or if you get an opportunity in a, uh, race saver sprint car, or maybe even a three sixty, would you make the jump? Um, yeah, the, the goal, the ultimate goal is going to be, you know, a sprint car, whether it's a three sixty, three Oh five. I mean, the three Oh fives are basically the new age three sixties. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would happily jump into one of those. I, I wanted to get one. Uh, we had one there for a little bit. Um, but I don't remember if you remember Derek crawl when he was on your show, he had yeah. said that he had a buddy that bought a sprint car, but it didn't work out for him. So he took it. That was, that was mine. Oh was, yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> we had just had our kid and it just didn't make sense. So yeah, yeah. we decided not to, but anyways, so, Sport mod is what we're going to try out for now. And I think, I think we'll probably run it for a season or two and then maybe venture into an a mod if they're still popping around like they are. And I mean, I'll, I'll race, whatever it, it doesn't matter to me. I just, I like to go fast and I like to waste my money. So yeah, well, you're in the right sport for that. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I know the a mod class could definitely use you. Yeah, I, that's the thing too. We were, 
when we were trying to get, we just wanted to get a modified or a sport mod. We weren't sure which. And I had a deal done with an A mod, but the more and more we looked into it, it was just, well, we didn't have an, we didn't have a crate motor. The one we were buying was an open motor. We'd have to update the car that we were getting. And it just, I talked to a couple of the A mod guys in the area and they said, it's basically a waste of time if you don't have the crate motor and you're not, you know, putting these very expensive shocks and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to like it. So I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't want to throw $30,000 into a car right away. Yeah. So, but now it's in a sport mod. We're getting close to that now. So <laughs> it'll, it'll rack up fast. I, it does. I had really one guy, does. I had one guy tell me that after the repair bill, he basically had a modified operation when he was running his sport mod. Oh yeah. I, I could see some of those, some of those guys out there at Eagle, I mean, they're top-notch teams, and I, I don't even want to know. I'm sure yeah. they could go compete with the A-Mods if they wanted to. Yeah. So, Well, yeah. Uh, Zane, uh, let's make sure and thank some of those great sponsors that are helping support the 4Z this year. Yeah, um, Campbell Electric, that's uh, also my work. I'm an electrician for Campbell Electric, so big shout-out to him. Uh, A1 Automotive, uh, Besco Services, Nielsen Blasting, Precise Roofing, House of Color by Cassie Campbell, Triple J Seasoning, Jay's Oil and Propane in Crete, uh, BSB Manufacturing, Auto Performance, and the Appliance Medic in Seward and Crete. Talk to me a little bit more about your electrical work. Are you mostly commercial, residential? Um, so I was, when we moved up here to Lincoln, I was mainly commercial, um, but then, you know, working with the big, big companies, the company I was with in Hastings was 25 guys, which to me, that, that, that's huge in that area. Mm -hmm. Um, so then I started, you know, looking around and found a couple shops where there was about the same size and they just would grow and then they'd die off. And then I, I was like, well, I'm, I'm kind of tired of the fluctuation of work, you know, in the commercial space, especially with these. So I went and worked at the biggest company in Lincoln, I would say. And it just wasn't for me. So <laughs> I decided to go with uh, Campbell and he's, it's just me and him. And we, we do anything we can do mm -hmm. commercial, small commercial, residential service work, whatever you need, radon fans. That's, that's main, that's the main stuff. So. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. The only advice I can give, and I'm sure you know this too, is that it, when it came to a lot of like electrical stuff, I felt like I could do it on my own, but man, that electricity is quick. So I decided to call somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a, I can't even tell you how many times we go in a house and we'll get told by a guy, I know enough about electricity to be dangerous, but mm -hmm. I don't want to do this. And that that's the worst thing to hear when you walk into a house. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, man. Yeah. Uh, best of luck to you. Uh, well, actually, let's talk about where you're racing weekly at. I know uh, you seem to kind of have your home at, at Eagle on Saturday nights. Anywhere else yeah. you're racing? Well, once we get the car, you know, all the gremlins out, get it working right. Um, I'd really like to be Columbus on Thursdays, the Eagle Saturday. And then, I don't know, maybe sometimes some Friday nights go, go Albion. But just for now, Eagle's eagles the main point just to get all the bugs out of the car and get it working right it's a good track to get all your bugs out of your car so yeah, yeah we're we're gonna stick with the eagle for the full season as much as we can but we all know 
how quickly that can turn. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see yeah. how that goes, but uh, that's the plan. Yeah. Joe Kazisko used to tell us the tentative schedule is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that was a bummer too, that I 80 closed down. Cause that would have been probably the main track I would have went to for a yeah. little while. But then again, I don't know if I would have, cause I mean, the, the, big long tracks i just don't know if i'd have a track i don't know i think i might be bored in it but <laughs> the micros you're you know you're running on a sixth mile eighth mile fifth mile track and it's quick yeah so i, I don't know I don't well know. don't worry turns uh turns three and one come really really quickly <laughs> yeah, they well do. i guess i should say they came quickly at, at i-80 they don't anymore unfortunately but yeah yeah that's unfortunate all right, yeah. Zane Woodman of Woodman Racing. Find him on social media, Woodman Racing. Uh, the 4Z Sport Modified is the main picture. You can see it uh, in the profile picture and in the main main uh, uh, canopy picture. So, Zane, appreciate you reaching out to us. Thanks so much for uh, for sitting down and talking with us, and, and best of luck. Can't wait to see you in uh, Demon Decals Victory Lane at Eagle. Thank you for having me on. So that was Zane Woodman, driver of the 4Z Sport Modified. Once again, Follow him on social media on Facebook, Woodman Racing, uh, and you can see his sport modified in the picture there. That's going to do it for us in turn number one. Dirk and I are going to be right back in turn number two. We're going to talk about a couple of the headlines. Not a lot to talk about. We'll cover a couple things, but more importantly, we're going to get you set for this weekend's racing locally and nationally. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Great times, great food, get too quick to stay and lose. Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids' Night, where kids eat for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All-You-Can-Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and you choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings, or 6 boneless wings. Check out Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Karting. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the front stretch, rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the front stretch. Get over to Quaker Steak and Lube today for all the great uh let's see action i don't know sights sounds smells beautiful weather if it's a thursday you're listening hop over for classic car cruising if it's a sunday all of the uh, sporting action is on the big screens in court including sunday's race at uh darlington for the goodyear 400 if it's a monday you can enjoy kids eating for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree and if it's tuesday might as well dive into those all you can eat wings uh, for just $14.99. A lot of stuff going on at Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs. 
Uh, Dirk, we got a couple of things to talk about, but not a lot. The first one has to do with the uh, scuffle on pit road with Ross Chastain and Noah Gregson. Uh, NASCAR said that they have no intention of uh, issuing any penalties towards the drivers. Uh, Elton Sawyer, NASCAR's vice president of competition, said Tuesday morning on Sirius XM NASCAR radio. We looked at that. We talked about it. We'll continue to have conversations with Ross and Noah. So kind of looks like they're going to keep an eye on those two. If they happen to see stuff starting to escalate out of hand, they may intervene, but it just kind of seems like they're just going to kind of let things be right now. Well, which, <clears throat> excuse me, that's been their policy for the last several years, you know. Yeah. As you long know, as whatever you, whatever you do doesn't affect the safety of others, they're generally going to stay out of it. Yeah. Is that kind of, do you think that's kind of a good general statement? Well, yeah, that's, it's pretty accurate. <clears throat> you know, they, they weren't fighting with a car or anything. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see the whole race, so I don't know if something happened with them earlier that Noah got so upset about, but that's stuff at the end of the race. I don't know why he was trying to, you know, blame it Ross for anything. You he, know, said, just... he said during his post-race interview that he was frustrated that they, that Ross didn't go with him uh, at Talladega. And then he drives us like that today. And yeah, I, I saw the interview. So, <laughs> so, so he, he decides to go and confront somebody and grab him by the scruff because uh, Ross didn't go with him in drafting. And, and because uh, I'm a lap car and, and Ross, in my opinion, ran me up the racer. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm completely with you. I, I don't understand the, the, his thought process, but you know, whatever that, whatever happened at Talladega should have been handled the day after Talladega. Yeah. And I'm sure Chevy wasn't real happy with that situation either. Yeah. But uh, the only penalties coming out of Kansas, Austin Cendrick loses two crew members uh, for two weeks. And I believe that was because of uh, a loose wheel. Yes. He, well, he had a, whether it was the wheel that come off or the tire that come off and caused the wheel to come off. I don't know. I don't know what the, exactly what that issue was. I saw a little video on it. But yeah, he, he lost that wheel. So, yeah. uh, and then NAS, uh, NASCAR uh, announced uh, Matt Kenseth being added to the seventy-five greatest uh, drivers of all time list. I, I think that's a great addition. I don't know why on on Tuesday's show I thought that that list was done, but uh, I've had a <laughs> I've had a lot of issues with with thinking clearly the last couple of days. But looks like Matt Kenseth added to that uh, that great list. Yeah. Well. Obviously, you should have been on it. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, it looks like looks like they've added Kevin Harvick and Joey Logano. So those are absolutely Kenseth Logano and Harvick. I think absolutely of the new era, uh, uh, twenty five drivers being added to the fifty greatest drivers. I think they should absolutely be on there. Well, yeah, they're. I mean, it looks like everybody that's got a championship is on there. Yeah. So I still really don't agree with guys that are you know, in the sport five or six years or whatever being on there already. But again, the, the guys that are on there already, the only five or six years do have the title. So. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, locally, a uh, big race down at Beatrice. They're adding race saver sprint cars uh, presented by Precise Roofing. Uh, $15 for adults, kids 6 to 11, get in for 5 bucks. It's going to be Friday night racing, hot laps at 7, racing starts at 7.30. It's also going to feature modified stock cars, hobby stocks, and sport mods. 
Uh, if you're looking for a place to go for sprint car racing on Friday night, highly encourage you guys head out to Beatrice Speedway. They are uh, Tommy Denton is doing some amazing things out there. He's trying everything he possibly can to revitalize racing out at Beatrice. And, and that's not to say that it was dead, but uh, it just needs to be revitalized a little bit. And uh, best way to do that is to spend your hard-earned dollars out at Beatrice. I, I don't believe this race is going to be broadcast anywhere. So it's going to be an in-person only kind of a race. I just look back at tracks working with other tracks. Is Denison not running sprint cars that Friday or something? I, I think they're running weekly, so they would be running against them. Yeah, I, I don't like that move if that's the case. Mm-hmm. You know, Denison made an effort last year and is trying to put together a little bit of circuit for these 305 guys. And now for Beatrice, a couple weeks into the season to to try and take them on a Friday night. To, to me, that's just a poor judgment, but yeah. that's my opinion. Uh, I did follow up with that. Looks like it is going to be, it is scheduled to be weekly racing. So far, uh, Crawford County is 0 for 4 on getting their races in. Their opening season spring fling and their first two nights um, have been rained out. Uh, they are scheduled to have weekly racing this week, and I haven't looked at the weather forecast for that area for Friday night, but um, I know there's some rain coming uh, later this week uh, for some of the area, for some of the tracks in the area, especially uh, there's a, I don't even know if I want to mention it, but there's a slight chance of rain on uh, on Saturday night, like a 30% chance of rain. So, and which I just love this new statistic or this new information that, uh, and that only means that 30% of the area will receive precipitation, not that there is a 30% chance of rain. It's always confusing to me. Uh, yeah. it's uh, Apparently that, uh, apparently that's been the thing. And it, 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 it's, I, I talked to a couple of uh, meteorologist friends I have from back in my radio days and they, they confirmed. Yeah. If, if the weather forecast says that there is a 30% chance of showers, in uh, Eagle, Nebraska, it means in that area, only 30% of the area will receive rain. It's not that there is a 30% chance of rain, which kind of feels like the same thing, but then again, it's not. So I don't know. Well, it's not even close to the same thing. I mean, Eagle's not very big. I mean, I doubt it covers a square mile. Yeah. So it means if it rains, only one third of that square mile is going to get any water. Mm-hmm. Now, I can see that if you've got a metropolitan area the size of Dallas, Fort Worth, or Something like that, but when you're talking about Eagle, Nebraska, yeah. If, if well, one, if Eagle, Eagle, Nebraska is getting rain, Eagle, Nebraska is getting rain. Not thirty percent of it; the whole town. <laughs> wet. But they say that only thirty percent of Eagle, Nebraska is going to get rain. So, <laughs> I, I'd never heard that terminology ever before anywhere. <clears throat> and, and you know, and what do they consider that area? Does is that the area around Eagle that goes halfway to uh, Oklahoma City and halfway to Mitchell, South Dakota? I mean, what's the area? <laughs> I, I would imagine the town. I, I couldn't answer that. That's just a spin on something because they suck so bad at their job. <laughs> yeah. We got to change this, how we talk about this, because we suck. Yeah. All right, let's get to uh, other racing. Like I said, uh, Beatrice racing this Friday. Um, I know uh, it's Thursday Night Thunder at uh, US 30. And then, of course, Eagles racing on Saturday. All the weekly tracks uh, back at it again this weekend, including, uh, Dirk, uh, everything's set to go for Onawa this weekend? 
Anwa is running their test and tune on Friday evening and just the points race on Saturday. Normally they run Saturday, Sunday, but they uh, did go ahead and call off the Mother's Day portion of it. So mm, okay. just Friday and Saturday. And uh, actually two weeks in a row of that because next week is uh, Depreciating Assets, which is basically like a local car club. Yeah. Um, they're sponsoring um, the show up there on uh, the 20th on Saturday. They will run their test and tune Friday night for everybody because they expect a few different cars. And the Friday night test and tune is one Richard Brown. So if you decide you want to swing up tomorrow and see what your little Tesla can do down there in the eighth or the quarter mile, um, they've been setting up both on, on Friday. Um, you know, go have at it. I got to tell you, I've been a little tempted. And the fact that I'm taking, I'm finally getting it in the uh, the body shop on Monday to get the repairs done. I, I think it's probably the best time to do it. I was going to say that too. <laughs> yeah. You know. Although wouldn't it be would it be better to be aerodynamically sound? Well, that's something I was gonna. I thought about later because I kept trying to figure out our predicament last Friday. Yeah, and uh, um, oh. that got into my head. I didn't think about it at the time. But... My my pit reporter said the same thing. He goes, "We got that bumper that's sticking out. That's probably creating quite a bit of drag." And I thought, boy, that much drag. But it wouldn't be creating the numbers going up and down like they did. That part was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you'll have 14% when you get back home. You'll have 3%. Nope, you'll have 10%. Ah, let's make that zero. Oh, we'll make it 10% again. Yeah. You know, that I, part was kind of weird. I, I think that was probably just more software. Of maybe every time I canceled it and refreshed it, it was going off <clears throat> of what I should have been getting. And then it was starting to apply what I was actually getting. And so it kept dropping like that, <clears throat> but yeah, who knows? Still said we should have been walking the last two miles and we didn't have to walk. Yeah. To let everybody else in on this, we, when Dirk and I drove back on Friday from Kansas, uh, long story short, we were supposed to be about 55 miles of range to the good arriving in council Bluffs, my house with 55 miles of range on my battery. Uh, we, uh, we pulled off the interstate onto highway 275 with zero miles left and managed to still make it to the supercharger and get the juice in it that we needed to get back to my house, which is like two miles away. So it was a little bit hair raising those last uh, 50 miles. Well, it, it was, I think we drove probably about two miles or maybe a hair more with your gauge at zero. Yeah. And uh, so coming up 29 there, I didn't know if that was highway 275 over there or if that was highway 92. Because uh, we were right there oh. by Lewis Central. And, yeah, it's it's Highway 92. Sorry. And uh, just ran over into the mall there by Manawa. Yeah. But it was still, you know, eh, you know. Dan looked at me and he goes, what do you think? I said, hey, my car. <laughs> we had, we had an option to go to Nebraska City. We had an option to go to Nebraska City and get a little bit of a charge. But I, I don't know. I was just in a mood. I, I wanted to get home. I guess I wanted to push it. And uh, boy, did we ever push it. <laughs> I won't be doing that again. <laughs> we'll be doing well, a lot more charging. Option. We had an option to get more charge when we did stop in Kansas City. Yeah, we charged a little bit, but we could have charged even longer. But it, it for the most part, the year and a half I've had the car, when it says you're 17% good or, or 55 miles, 60 miles good, 
that's a that's a pretty good estimate. It, you know, it may drop 10 miles or 15 miles or whatever, but it's not that much. And the only thing that yeah makes sense to me is that that the back bumper, the right bumper uh, is kind of sticking out because of the uh, accident that got in a couple of weeks ago. And I, that must have created enough drag that it was holding the car back. Well, that and I mean, there could have been just a little bit of a headwind that was doing it, too. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah. I know it wasn't super windy, windy when, you know, we got up to get out of the car. So, all right, let's get back to NASCAR uh, and let's get you set for this weekend's race at Darlington. It's set to kick off the uh, Goodyear 400 at Darlington, two o'clock central time Sunday. Uh, make sure you get your picks in on time. Uh, a Mother's Day weekend, a Mother's Day race, which uh, I think we started this tradition last year racing on Mother's Day. Uh, we're going to do practice and qualifying Saturday morning, starting at 935, and uh, that will wrap up at about 1130. Your four last winners, Eric Jones won uh, the fall race last year. Joey Logano won this race last year. Denny Hamlin won the fall race in 21, and Martin Truex Jr. won the May race in 21, so... That is uh, your weekend of racing to come. Guys, highly encourage it. Get out to the racetrack. Enjoy some great racing. Go out to the dirt tracks. uh, Support your local racing. If uh, you can't uh, get out to the racetrack, there's always streaming services available. Just pick and choose which ones. Be smart about it because some of them absolutely stiff the racetracks and don't pay back to the tracks. So. Yeah, and Ottawa is not a dirt track. So if you like the drag racing, you can just be assured that it's uh, not a dirt track up there. Absolutely. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us today. Big thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Zane Woodman for joining us in turn number one. We're going to be back on Monday with another edition of The Front Stretch, presented by Joe Carding and Council Boss. Hey, guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the podcast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Tailored Computers and Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's going to run faster, cooler, and the battery's going to last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you white knuckle racing by the river bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information.